Good morning, America. How are you? Say, Say don't, don't you know me? I'm your native son. I'm the train they call the city of New Orleans. I'll be gone 500 miles when the day is done. Hey, good morning or good day or good whatever it is, wherever you are. Everybody in all ships at sea, it's the CC and JT Amateur Hour after a long break. Our longest break since we started this during the during isolation, during lockdown. And sitting across Three the table. Years. Yeah, it's been years. So sitting across the table for me is CC. And across from me is JT. And you've got the CC and JT Amateur Hour. I guess I'm repeating myself where production values go to, to die. die. If you're expecting music or songs or, well, you... I Aside guess you from our bad singing. Yeah, I guess you actually... If you were expecting good, good. music, that's, that's you know, you've, you've come to the wrong place. But if you're expecting production values or anything like that, may I point you to the Nevada Indie Podcast where they do... There you go. Where they do good work. But uh, we are what you would call the opposite of that. Well, and also the Nevada Indie is a different subject area. Yeah. So. And they've got professionals. They actually yes. pay them to do things. Well, I think we pay we, 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 ourselves. Yes, we pay. <laughs> We're paying a price, that's for sure. Uh, so, um, what are we doing here? I have no idea what we're doing. We've well, t- we took a long break. Yes. And um, we would be remiss if we weren't going to say there was a happy anniversary eve. Yes. Happy anniversary eve. It is eve. Sunday, June 4th, 2023, which is actually the 42nd anniversary of me graduating from high school. Woo! <laughs> but tomorrow is our actual wedding anniversary. Yep. So for those that are keeping track, CC graduated in June, got married in July, and was... Oh, no, 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 no. wait a minute. No. no. You got... I graduated, graduated June 4th, got June. married June 5th, and had our first child July 4th. Yeah, so... In three sequential years. Yeah, no, 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 no. Nobody cares about that. They prefer yeah. they prefer the lurid stuff. It's like, really? You trollop. Yes. <laughs> graduated June 4th. Married June 5th. Yep. First child July 4th. Yep. So, wow. Yes. Yeah, wow. Okay. Well, I know. But that was three sequential years. It was not three, you know, days within the same year. Yeah. But it, it doesn't sound as much fun when you do it that way, though. Okay. Uh, so, we don't really have a lot to talk about in the oh, way of... Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> in the way of our writing projects. No, we don't. Uh, because we we took a we took a long break. We're going to get back into those, um, and we took a long break because, you know, we were far apart for two weeks. Two weeks. Wow. Okay. So, uh, but before we dive into that, is there anything else uh, in the way of current events? Now we talk tomorrow's our anniversary. Yes. Happy forty one. Yes. Um, we will be doing our sanity checks later because it's. Uh, well, and for our anniversary, at some point, we will probably do our annual visit to Wendy's. Wendy's. For our, we, the yeah. Wendy's where we met, actually. Yeah. We don't know if we're going to do that for dinner tonight or tomorrow night. We may also, actually, and here's another flash from the past, we may do flashback cinema today because one of our favorite movies is, is at this is at the cinema. It's Purple Rain, which is Prince. Prince. And uh, if you guys did get the memo, uh, Prince is a god. Uh, quite literally now, yeah, I think. Quite literally, but... Um, but, so we may go over and see Purple Rain and, uh, you know, just sort of have some fun for our anniversary. We did go to the uh, state fair yes. yesterday. Yes. Wandered around there. 
And, you know, you and I talked about this afterwards. And uh, my definition of a state fair is different than maybe some people's. It's definitely different from Carson City's. Yes. Because when I think of state fairs, I think of livestock. I think of, yes. what were you saying yesterday? The uh, 4-H, you know, the home economics type of thing where people make clothing and they make preserves and they make pies. And you have all the different contests where people come together to show what they've learned over the course of the year. Or, you know, the cattle they've raised or the yeah. sheep they've raised. And there's none of that in Carson City. Yeah, it's it's we we wandered from one end of it to the other from Mills Park, and all it is is just basically a carnival. Yes. And booths booths of an eclectic nature. We just yeah the it is definitely a kind of a specific demographic here, and yeah. we will say just for a little historic context, our state fair was once held in Reno yeah. at the. I guess it was at the Livestock Events Center. Right. And it had the rodeo and it had all those booths and things. And the it did have the Midway. Um, but that the Midway was a portion of it. Yeah. And the one, it's kind of gone through some problems over the years financially and everything. And it ended up in Carson City. It was at Fuji Park, which is at the south end of town, which does have the option to do some animal types of events and um, have the displays and things. But for some odd reason, now they've moved it to Mills Park, which is pretty much centrally located in Carson City. And it's great because the kids can get out and ride the rides and have a good time. But I think it loses a lot of the flavor of a state fair. Yeah, I and mean, I, I, I got to wonder what's going on there because Nevada has a very strong farming community. Yep. Yeah, it's very agriculture. It's very strong people. That's one thing that push against the stereotype from Nevada, which... Uh, which, you know, compared to what we're about to talk about, compared to the East, it is very, it wouldn't seem as agriculture as, the, as it is in the East. And all you have to tell you, it's actually quite true because, you know, you, you drive through certain parts of Maryland, Pennsylvania, you know, things like that. Extremely agriculture to the max, more than Nevada is. But still, Nevada does have a strong agricultural mm -hmm. presence. Well, and, and a lot of cattle. I mean, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of open range grazing yeah, here. Yeah, and it's to see that 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 is not a part of the state fair is just is is confounding. Well, and I also think about our neighbor state, California. Mm -hmm. They have a huge fairgrounds. It's called Cal Expo. I haven't been up to date on their state fair, but I remember. Uh, driving through that area, it's near Sacramento, and the traffic. When they yeah. have a state fair, they have a state fair. Yeah. So I'm, like you, I'm a little confounded. I'm not sure what's going on in Nevada. You know, maybe we're having a lull and we might get back to it. Who knows? But I, I feel like it lost some of its charm. Yeah, it's, 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 when it's just a midway and some booths, it's just, you know, it's like, what's the difference? It's the normal, like, we have sometimes a Mother's Day carnival yeah. or a Nevada Day carnival, and it's not a there yeah. is a difference. So, well, so anyway, that's the old per person's portion of the uh, podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get yeah, off yeah. my lawn. We want our state fair. We want our smelly <laughs> cows and sheep and things like that. But I, Well, the baby animals. I yeah, mean, going through stinky, and looking at the animals. rabbits and, yeah. And the cute kids with their little lambs and things like yes. that. Things like that. Okay. Uh, any other current event things? Um We'll talk. I guess we'll talk about your trip as we get closer to it. Oh yes, that would be another podcast. <coughs> That's another podcast. Okay, excuse me for coughing in your ear, folks. Um, okay, I guess really that's it. Let's uh, we, dive in. Uh, no, we should also mention the absolutely wonderful weather that we're having right now. We're, oh, it's glorious. Yeah, we're having our normal two weeks of spring. 
you know, before well, it goes. Well, actually, it's been a little bit longer than that. Normally, yeah. at this time of year, and I was just reading the weather for Las Vegas, they have not hit 100 degrees yet this year. Yeah. Their average hundred, first 100 degree temperature is May 24th. Yeah. So they're a week overdue. They said they may get 100 the next day or two. If not, they're going back into a cooling trend. Yeah. So here in Nevada, both north and south, we've been having some actual temperate spring weather with afternoon thunderstorms complete with rain, yeah. not just thunder and lightning. So it has been absolutely beautiful. Yeah, and we have to give a shout out to the, to the poor local national weather forecasters. Yes. National Weather Service forecasters. Because it's like I looked at the forecast three times yesterday. Yes. And it's like the first time I looked at it, there may have been a little rain coming in on Wednesday. And then a few hours later, I looked at it. I even showed it to you. It's like rain, 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 all the way down. And then a few hours after that... Wednesday again or yes. Thursday, and so it just it's it's just these mountains here just put the the air in such a state of flux. It's probably impossible to come up with a, a consistent, accurate forecast. So I just want to say I'm sorry. I feel for those guys. And you have a little experience with weather from a satellite perspective back in your early career. Yeah. So some of the I think some of the satellite images they get for the National Weather Service come from a probably the current satellite that. Your, the program you were in. Oh, it's probably the great, great, I mean, great, great grandchild yeah, by now because technology moves so fast. Yes, yeah. But, but even so, you know, you just got to sort of feel sorry for the forecasters because it just changes so quickly around here, especially this time of year. We're in a rain shadow because it's the storms might come in and just absolutely dump on the mountains. And by the time they get to us, there's nothing left. Yeah. Okay, well, I think we've, we've hit all the old people topics. We talked about, you know, <laughs> Wait, things, we didn't things. talk about our health. How's, how's your yeah, hip today? Yeah, yeah, there's my back. <laughs> but we talked about, you know, how things used to be with us, same there, and we talked about the weather. And We haven't talked about pills. We, we haven't talked about oh, pills. Oh, let's not even let's, go there. Let's talk about pills. So many pills. Uh, okay, so why did we take a break? We took, um, we took what, two or three weeks, you know? Two I week. think it was a two-week break. We took a two-week break on top of the break that we already took. Because we took a one-week break, or was that a two-week break? No, I think that was one week. I think that was one week. You know, it's right there in front of us, the computer. I could look, but yeah, we'll just rely on our super sharp memory-ish. Back to the old people topic. (laughs) And, um, you know, not to make this about me, but it... It it, It is about you. This one is actually kind of about me, because I think I counted, and that's like... I think I only spent nine complete days in in May in in Nevada. Right. Something like that. Part of that that time, we weren't in Nevada... And we were together, right? But for the last two weeks of the month, we were separate. Yeah, and we oh, and we handled that really well, like mature adults. <laughs> yes, we're about to celebrate our forty-first anniversary, and we still act like newlyweds sometimes. Yeah, just because I slept on her side of the bed every single night while we were apart does well, not mean anything. And I had a pillow on your side of the bed so I wouldn't be lonely. So, yes, yeah. we are sad, sad are people. Sad people. Uh, but what did I do? Well, I drove out to see my sister. Drove out to see my sister uh, who lives in Delaware. Yep. And so drove from Nevada to Delaware. And uh, for those of you that like those kind of things, because I'm one of those, I drove over 5,500 miles uh, going there and back through uh, 11 states. Wow. 11 states. So let me see if I get this right. You correct me if I'm wrong. So Nevada, Utah, Wyoming, Nebraska, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Maryland, and Delaware. Sounds right. Holy crap. Yes. (laughs) 
Over two weeks. Over two weeks. Solo driving. Yeah, all b- driving all by myself. It took me six days. I look, was just looking at my itinerary. It, was, it took me six days to drive out, and that was rough. Uh, because it's um, because each way, you know, I said it was fifty five hundred total. Each each way was over twenty seven hundred. Uh, you know, right. each way. So uh, some people, you know, that's not a big deal. Um, like my dad probably could have done that in, you know, like in three days because you know he was that kind of person, but not me. No, no, no. I drove there in six days, and I said I'm not gonna make that mistake. And I drove back in seven days and spent a couple of days uh, in uh, the Del Mar, Maryland, Delaware. Excuse me. Delmar, Delaware, Maryland area, down that area down there. And had a lovely time talking with my sister, catching up. She had a recent tragedy, so uh, the timing of my arrival uh, was, was good because, uh, you know, help, I hope I helped. I don't know, but I hope I did. But uh, uh, I think, you know, and I saw so much and I learned so much about this country that I don't think people really have a clue how big this country is. And the... Uh, the nickname for the for the area that I drove was called Flyover because you know people you know they go from the West Coast to East Coast and vice versa and so there's this big space in between called the United States of America mm-hmm. and it's just you know flyover and so people look out the window and they see these nice clouds and this nice green area all the agriculture all the agriculture and it's the, the you know and, and then after what six or seven hours of flying it's done right. Uh, driving it <laughs> is a totally different experience. Driving it is a totally different experience. And um, let me just uh, see if I could just take this on a state-by-state basis. Now, Nevada is Nevada. Big state, over 400 miles wide. Wow. And, um, you know, it's uh, right now it's very green, which is, again, pushes against stereotype. But it is very green, uh, thanks to all the weather, the water that we got over the winter. And so the uh, fields that will certain, soon be turning brown were very green. Now, they're not the lush green that I saw, you know, in the agricultural areas. But for Nevada, green is green. Mm-hmm. Utah, um, well, the, the uh, Utah, of course, has the Great Salt Lake and the Bonneville Salt Flats. And uh, they have this teeny tiny sign at each end of the highway. I took Interstate 80 for most of the way. Yeah, high wind area. And, you know, yes. and that's a you know that's an interesting culture difference too because Nevada, like in our area here, when there's wind, there's signs and there's lights, With flashing lights, and yes. everything. Um, when you cross um, cross the Bonneville Stall Flats, there's this little itty bitty sign, high wind warning, and they're not wrong because at the end of the day, there's some it's serious very flat. wind. Yeah. yeah, there's some serious wind, and right now most of the Bonneville Salt Flats are covered with water, from what I saw. And then, um, you know, the Great Salt Lake. Well, it's, the Great it, Stinky Salt Lake. It, it's all Salt Lake. But once you get past Salt Lake City and you start driving up to Wyoming, it's just uh, the canyons Canyons there are just really, really beautiful if you're into that kind of ge- uh, geology and things mm-hmm. like that. Geography uh, and geology. Geography and geology. Wyoming is different from Utah because once you cross that state line, you go from pristine... Uh, pristine, you know, um, what's the word? Scenic? Scenic area. And then you go right into, um, you know, Wyoming, which <laughs> which is, you know, it's one of the first things you almost see is like a junkyard. And, you know, you just sort of get the sense, you know, that the, for, Wyoming, for the folks living in Wyoming, the land is there to exploit. But as you drive through Interstate 80 and, the, you know, you get that first elevation in the west part of Wyoming, uh, it gets very bare, and you get very, very high in altitude, and you, there are no trees. Well, you're coming through, you 
past the Rockies at some point, mm-hmm. which is basically you said that you had crossed the Continental Divide. Yeah. Which is near, if not in the Rockies. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm not sure. No, I don't remember. I remember crossing it, but yeah. Uh, but um, it's just very, once you get to a certain point in altitude, it's just bare. Right. And all it is is you have the hills and the humongous windmills, which make total sense. And one thing also is, is if you ever plan to do Interstate 80, make sure you do it in warm weather because at several points throughout Interstate 80, Wyoming and Nebraska specifically, they will close Interstate 80. Snow gates. Snow gates, yeah. yep. Um, then you make the descent into um, Cheyenne, which is, you know, Cheyenne, you know, is, is pretty rude. Uh, <laughs> and then, it is a very, uh, kind of still an old west town because I was looking following along your progress and looking at some of the sites that you were not looking at along the way. And uh, one of the things near Cheyenne, if not in Cheyenne, it might have been Laramie, somewhere in that area, there, there's like their old territorial prison and things like that. So it, in some ways, it reminds me a little bit about our part of Nevada, mm-hmm. that early Western history. And it's got that Western flavor to it and that Western sensibility. Yeah. There is a Again, a very specific demographic yeah. is drawn to that area. And uh, for folks that are familiar with Elko, if you go into the old part of Cheyenne, the old downtown, you, you can't tell the difference there. Elko and Cheyenne look so much the same. Cowtowns. Cowtowns. Um, okay, so next is Nebraska. And, of course, we have a, a long history with Nebraska. And uh, really no surprises there because, of course, we have a long history with Nebraska except, you know, lots of agriculture and lots of open space. And lots has changed. And lots have changed because I, I got to Bellevue where we uh, spent the first part of our marriage 41 years ago. Which explains why we opened with that song. That was our travel song when we first were married. We drove to Nebraska from Carson City. Uh, took us three days, I believe, at that point. Yeah, we Something were so like young. That. We were very young. But uh, kind of our morning song was Good Morning America because we did about 500 miles a day. Yeah, we couldn't do that now. No. Uh, and the apartment building that Cece and I first set up home in and we took our first baby home in is gone. It's just gone. It is, uh, it is, you know, it was... Flat. Yeah, it's just a big empty space of ground. And it was old when we lived there. And when we looked it up on uh, Google Maps or Google Street View, mm-hmm. uh, it was clearly on its last legs, even in those. But to come around that corner and to see that it's just gone, it's, you know, from, you know, from, from where we first uh, got together. And, you know, as I said, our first baby's home and everything like that. It's just nothing there. It, it's, it's rather, yeah. Well, and not only that, the base housing that we lived in when we moved on base, mm-hmm. because once we had the family, we were eligible for base housing. I believe all of the places we lived in on base are gone too. Yeah, and that's an, you know, and all of that's inevitable. Change is inevitable. It was still you know, it's just, it was, it was still... an older base when we got there. It started out as Fort Crook. Yeah, and it was you know, but it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Yes. Okay, so um, Iowa, um, Illinois. You know, see anything really? You know. Well, you bypassed Chicago. Yeah, I yeah Chicago, and there was <laughs> you know there there was some traffic choke points 
you know, of course. As you is, got further east. As you got further east. Well, not only that, but there was the traffic choke, choke point when I got to Salt Lake City. True, that, uh, yeah. that Siri, you know, navigated me about. And by the way, I'm a fan of Siri navigation because Siri was working it and, you know, trying to get me around. But there was the uh, traffic jam in Salt Lake City, which it got me around. Chicago, there's just no way of getting around it. Um, and it's just, you know, people there, well, you know, they drive like they drive. But it's, they drive that way from Illinois to Indiana, and then um, and then the states sort of started blending together, because by then I'm tired and you know and I forgive me folks I I don't mean this as a as an insult to y'all but you know Illinois Indiana Ohio even Pennsylvania all started to blend together and it but you know they blend together in a good way because they were all you know very green very beautiful uh very verdant. Verdant. There's there's Verdant, the word of the day. Yes. You look it up, folks. Uh, and uh, you know, and it's just uh, just and I you know, and I'm such a nerd in this way. But uh, first of all, I hate road tolls. I think road tolls are like the biggest biggest scam that a government can do, and they do a lot of scams. But the flip side of getting those scams is getting those service areas, and some of those service areas in those states that I mentioned, um, in, in Illinois, Indiana, uh, especially Ohio. Uh, Pennsylvania, you know, they've, they've got a really good setup for the long, for the traveler, especially the long haulers mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, you know, for the long haulers that are on the road 10, 12 hours a day, they can take showers in these places. They can get real sit down meals and it's, laundromat, laundromat. So it's like, I, I'm probably a nerd for those kind of, you know, even no, mentioning I was, that. I was fascinated by it because it looked like they would have like a little food court almost oh, yeah. in some of them. Some... And, uh, Definitely the laundry areas and the showers. And you mentioned something about they would have to, I guess, reserve a shower. No, no, no. That's uh, that's one of the uh, private oh, companies. That private... was a travel plaza. Okay. Yeah, that was like, that was one of the private company service station, but it was a very complex service station. And you'd be in there buying, you know, buying your Diet Coke. And all of a sudden you would hear customer 37, your shower is ready. Mm. And it's like, you know, even that is a, even that is a good idea. Right. Especially, I mean, Nevada could use some of that. Yeah, Nevada could definitely use it because the worst rest stop that I stopped at, and there was a contender. There was a couple of contenders, but the worst rest stop, and what I mean by contenders is, is the uh, porta-potties in Utah. Oh. Oh, my God. But the, the clear winner was the Trinity rest stop, which is east of Fernley. You open that door, and dear God, your nose wants to die. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, but so, uh, so you Ohio, know. Ohio, travel you know, plazas. Indiana, Illinois. Excuse me. Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Uh, the worst traffic jam by far was getting onto the Chesapeake Bay Bridge uh, in Maryland. Which was at the end of a very long day, at uh, the end of a very yeah. long several group of several days. That was like the end of your first leg. That was week. the end of my first leg, yeah. Um, and uh, But once you get on the Chesapeake Bay Bridge, and this is what I, I said to CC, it has to be experienced. It can't be described because, it, first of all, the Chesapeake Bay uh, far bigger than I ever imagined. I read that book many years ago, Chesapeake, and I did not have uh, I did not have a clue as to how big the Chesapeake Bay is. And the bridge is and is big. <laughs> it's, 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 Humongous, it, ginormous. I mean, it, I mean, it was so it was so tall. It it, it triggered my acro- well, not acrophobia. What is the uh, fear of heights? Uh, no, not agor. Anyway, I, fear of uh, heights. I, yeah, I'm blanking on it. Anyway, I'm thinking of agoraphobia, but that's fear of going out. But it's uh, it, it triggered my fear of heights because it is way up there, and it is just, it is just, and it's you know a long, long, 
long bridge. It, but and it has to be way up there, of course, because it has to pass uh, ocean-going vessels. Right. Uh, the big ocean-going vessels. And, but it is just way, way, way. Oh, you were right. It's acrophobia. Oh, it's acrophobia. Okay. Yep. Um, and then... Uh, then once I get past the bridge, then, you know, it's just fine. And uh, because my sister lives in um, a very rural area, I did not drive directly to Del Mar by taking, you know, the highways and everything like that. Took, uh, Siri took me around the back ways. And again, um, I was kind of surprised to see that Maryland uh, is very, very rural. That part of Maryland, very, very rural. So much agriculture, so many fields. And right, uh, my sister uh, lives in an acre which is set inside a farm area. And she says that, uh, and I might get these mixed up, I think she said that last year they were doing watermelon and that this year they're going to be doing corn. Right. And it's just, and there's just acres around her, just ache, open acres. And it's uh, it's just, that's just synonymous with uh, the rest of the area that she lives in. It's just really, really big. And um, so it was a, the, the trip was an eye opener that way. So, you know, it t- took care of a few assumptions that I had. And then uh, after spending some time w- w- with in the area, turned around and headed back. And uh, you know, it's pretty much the same in the reverse. I did. Uh, I did. Oops, I did m- forget to mention that I stopped at Gettysburg. Right. Uh, the, on the trip back. Uh, on the way back, I to Gettysburg and Gettysburg. Uh, if you've never been to Gettysburg, of course, it is the site of the what some would call the turning point of the Civil War, mm-hmm. in, uh, July 1st through 3rd of 1863. Uh, it was the battle which Robert E. Lee and his um, rebel band uh, it, it came into Pennsylvania with the uh, with the idea that they would turn towards the northeast and then come around and attack Washington, D.C. and from that direction. And then perhaps draw Union forces from other hotspots and perhaps, you know, try to save the South. Uh, you know, side, side note here, the South was never going to win. Uh, but, um, uh, but it, you know, it didn't turn out that way due to, um, due to just good luck on the part of the North getting the high ground when they did. And plus uh, some really dumb mistakes uh, by the South. Uh, it was just, you know, the, the North was able to hold on by the skin of their teeth and actually be able to completely subjugate the Southern Army, and they, which had to return to the South with their tail between their legs. And that was, that was not only the South's last excursion into Union territory, and that's a gray matter. That's a that's a discussion for historians and scholars. Uh, but it was uh, it was pretty much the beginning of the end for the South, of uh, the true end the b- true beginning of the end for the South, because um, they even have it there on the battlefield, the high mark of the war. Uh, they even have a little itty-bitty monument there saying, this is as far the South got, and this, and they went no further than that. Right. And uh, uh, what I recommend for folks that will have more information is, uh, ch- look, check out Random Land. Yes. And check out the Getty- their Gettysburg entrance. And the, the museum, they go through the museum, and they do a really good job of it. And it is a th- very thorough intense museum which has all sorts of exhibits and films and uh, the cyclotron which i'm cyclorama cyclorama which i'm not going to get into which is its own little thing that's a whole historical thing by itself but uh random land is on youtube and it's justin scarred c-a-r-r-e-d not scared but it is it is a very good one he does a lot of um intense research into things and he's done route 66 there are a lot of very interesting videos if you're if you want to learn more about the united states yeah and uh so he did a really good job on the gettysburg thing and uh the thing that stuck out to me was as you go through this humongous battlefield 
you know, I don't, I don't know what, what I visualized. I've never really visualized the size of a battlefield before, you know, even from, you know, from the Revolutionary War up until current time. But uh, Gettys, the Gettysburg battlefield is, includes the town of Gettysburg, which was devastated uh, during this time. But it is just, you know, square miles after square miles after square miles. And uh, one thing that's, that sticks out if you ever do um, uh, go there is uh, each state has a little stone monument, uh, granite monument, stone monument, whatever you want to call it, sculpture, mm-hmm. uh, for each of the regiments that they sent there. And the Pennsylvania one is, is, is just... A sight to, be, sight to behold, and it's right next to that high point that I mentioned earlier, which is uh, which is on uh, the on the side of Pickett's Charge. And I, what I will do is I did take some pictures of the area, and I will try to post them on the uh, on the web, so you can see the uh, if you know anything about Pickett's Charge. And I'm not going to go too too deep into it, but let's just say when I said earlier a series of mistakes, that was one. Uh, but uh, to get an idea of the landscape that the charging Southern Army uh, did. Uh, you to see it from ground level, from that from the uh, from the point of view of the Northern Army as they were coming up the hill, you you kind of have to wonder what what was Lee and his general thinking, uh, generals thinking because y- yikes. <laughs> so the you climbed a kind of a tower or mm-hmm. something to look out over the battlefield. Was that one of the monuments or was that just a viewing point? No, there was it was a monument because it had all sorts of you know it had a thing for there which pointed directions as to which part of the battles. Mm-hmm. Um, and but at the base and I don't know if you saw it in the picture I saw at the base there was easily a dozen of those monuments, state monuments for for the uh, regiments that were contributed to to the battle. Mm. Now I have very strong opinions about the the Southern effort here, which I will try to keep to myself, because some folks also have some equally opposite things. Uh, but uh, but to see that the energy and the passion and everything that went into this battle, and then the subsequent historical uh, preservation and restoration that goes into it, it, it's kind of a mixed bag because you, there you you're in this one area that uh, where there there was a great bit deal of preservation mm-hmm. and then you drive for half a block and there's a high school football field there well and you kind of have to because you know gettysburg you know has is has to As live in the modern times mm-hmm. and then you go to the mcdonald's and it's you know it, it's a rock's throw from you know from a pickus charge so you know it's it's an interesting blend and juxtaposition it's, yeah so it was it was just a it was just fascinating to see the preservation efforts, but also, you know, how, um, you know, Gettysburg is trying to stay, you know, the tourist trap that it is. Because you can't drive half a block, half a block on Gettysburg without seeing a, an antique store right. or seeing, you know, everything, you know, that you, they where you do can, uh, ghost tours also. Yeah. And anywhere, there's or like you a can, haunted building. You can get uh, battlefield um, memorabilia. memorabilia. And it's, of course, that's probably as, as uh, honest as the uh, table that we have or that we do this on. Uh, okay, so um, so Gettysburg definitely worth a visit as long as you're willing to put up with busloads of people because the place was really packed. Which it, well, it, it may be. have been the time of year too because it's the end of the school year and yeah, that's when lots of kids, kids tend to do lots. their uh, field trips at the end of the year. And uh, and kids, of course, being kids, they were as like fascinated. High school and, yeah, yeah, they were. You know, kids being kids, they weren't interested they don't in that get it. stuff. It, it's 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 literally a field trip for them. They they don't really care about that stuff. They just want to get away. But I promise you that from years from now, each of them will be going, oh, yeah, let me tell you about Gettysburg. It'll stick in their brain. Oh, definitely. It'll stick in their brain pan. Okay. Then after Gettysburg, you know, I just basically, I reversed back and, you know, drove back 
Um, took an extra day because I took the extra day because I did go to Gettysburg. Uh, but, um, you know, it's just all good. Driving, you know, I had those heart stoppers of moments, you know, like was significantly the, there was one time where this big rig decided that they wanted to be in the same lane as me. And they finally decided, they decided at the last second that, you know, physics does not allow for two spaces to occupy the same space or two objects to occupy the same space at the same time. So thank you for realizing that driver. <laughs> yeah. A, well, you may have been in the blind spot. Well, I was tricky. right below his window, but you know, he's probably, oh, looked yeah. at, he probably looked in his mirrors first. But he didn't look down. Right. It and happened. they can't really see if you're right below the window. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, there are things like that. And, you know, the usual traffic thing. And, of course, you know, people being people. Uh, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I got it over with. But, you know, now it's a it's a lifetime memory because I'll look back at that and people will say, well, you know, what about? And it's like, oh, yeah, you know. And, you know, in 11 states is not something to, you know, to... That's quite the commitment for a solo driver. But oh. like you said, you know, some of those big rig, big rig drivers drive coast to coast. The long haul people, yeah. they do it regularly yeah. and they enjoy it. Yeah, so. more respect to them, but it's like I, I could. Uh, and I so, guess you get acclimated to it after a while, yeah. like yeah. anything else. Like anything else. Yeah. And it's, you know, after a while, you just, you know, you know where to, you know, you know where the uh, construction is. Oh, yeah. So much construction. So much road construction, but of course, if you're going to make a trip anywhere in the United States in May, you're going to be dealing with road construction. But on the whole, it wasn't. Um, it, they kept the traffic was moving, with some notable exceptions. But the the ca- traffic kept moving. It's just you have to be aware. I also do uh, want to do out uh, some technical shoutouts here, and I did mention Siri earlier. Um, Siri, I'm, I'm I'm a big fan of Siri uh, maps now. Uh, I know some people have some real headaches about them, including somebody. <laughs> sitting next to me who doesn't I'm like, just an old lady <laughs> uh, but Siri uh, really really uh, got me out of some jams and so I'm, I'm really really cool with that so I don't think I'll be traveling about Siri anymore especially since uh, I learned that Siri does keep an eye out for cops and you know so that's that's always speed good. traps speed traps it's always funny because when Siri goes off and says uh, speed there's there's a thing that they say in there but it's funny when when they say that all the all the traffic around me, all the red lights go on all at once. All the all their oh, tail lights go on because they're getting the same information. So we're all hitting our hitting our brakes at the same time. So it's like I'm I'm not the only one doing it, but it, it was pretty funny how everybody just sort of hit, even the big rigs, you know, tap their brakes during that well, time. And that's part of the point, I guess, is when they put out those speed traps, is they are trying to make traffic flow more smoothly in a safer way. And by providing that information to everybody all at once, you don't get the, you know, somebody comes speeding by you really fast because everybody's on the same page. Yeah, it was it was actually fascinating. And uh, so um, and the other technical shout out is, is uh, you know, Toyota and their lane control and their cruise control. Now, cruise controls obviously run around forever. This is the first car I've had that's had lane control. And believe me, if you're going to be traveling 400 miles a day, lane control is a lifesaver because it's just... uh... Well, you also have the... uh, When you have cruise control on, it has a proximity detector too, and Mm -hmm. it will slow you down if you're getting too close to the person in front of you. Oh, yeah. All of that. So it's a lot more... Which is why you call your car Herbie. Yeah. Because it has a mind of its own. Yeah, Herbie is a lot smarter than me, so thank you for that. Uh, But, um, you know, I'm a big big fan of lane control and cruise control because... uh, Doing that, doing driving all day without those is, uh, is would get pretty tiring. Um, okay, so came back. Woo. Well, and also uh, you had a variety of stays at Holiday Inn Express. Yeah, <laughs> because we and, are uh, members. Yeah, and uh, 
And so just to try to mix it up, I went to a couple other hotel chains, which weren't bad. Uh, but uh, yeah, I did, you know, I pretty much stayed at Holiday Inn Express all the way there and back, uh, except for a couple of nights. And, you know, it's... it's You know what to expect. You know what to expect. And yeah, I can see why people... Similar. I can see why regular travelers want to stick with one hotel because... You you want that you know you want the that regularity you mm-hmm. you know you know what the you know where the bed what the where the bed is you know where the shower is and things like that, and uh, without exception I have to say and you know this may sound like a small thing but Holiday Inn Express spends money on water pressure and you know water pressure as a fan of because I stayed at one hotel and it's the water pressure just nothing and it was well was that the one in Gettysburg. Yeah, that was yeah. The, one, the one in Gettysburg where, you know, where, and for some reason they ended up putting me in the, I don't want to say handicaps room, but it's the, the uh, uh, well, phys- it was physical disabilities room or something. Something like that. Yeah, the, um, I'm not sure what the term is now. Yeah. And uh, so it had, there was no water pressure in the shower at all, which I think is intentional. And uh, the interesting part is the shower had no rim. It was almost completely flat with the bathroom right. floor, which is, makes sense, especially because if you're... wheelchairs. Because if you have mobility or wheelchair, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's... it's it's an issue and so i you know the morning i left i had towels everywhere even though there's no water pressure i'm a big guy (laughs) well that's the um zero barrier i believe they're called but the other thing about holiday and express especially for you is that you know that you will have a mini fridge in the room and that's very important for you for various reasons. Yeah, one night I don't remember which night it was. Um, I did the I did that holiday and express a favor, because um, I of course took my insulin. And, favor with air quotes. Yeah, air quotes. <laughs> and uh, I have my insulin, and so I have um, so I prefer to keep it in the fridge, and then in, the, in the, I have a little mini. Uh, Cooler. A cooler, mini cooler, where you have to throw the ice packs in there. And so I threw the ice packs in there, and it doesn't seem very cold. I mean, the uh, the freeze, little freezer does have ice on it, but it doesn't feel very cold. So I turn up the dial, and I don't, I forget about it. And so, and, uh, and a few hours later, I go back, and there's water th- throughout the fridge, just completely. And what it did is I turned it down, versus, or I turned it up versus down. And so you made I, it warmer. I, I defrosted the freezer for them <laughs> at no charge. You're welcome. You're welcome. And so... Towels, lots but of towels. Those are the challenges of traveling, especially mm. as an older person or a person who is differently abled, maybe, that yeah. uh, you do have to look out for things like that. Yeah, that was, that was kind of actually kind of funny. But uh, your freezer is defrosted and clean, <laughs> so you're welcome. They probably, those poor, those poor house ladies, uh, or excuse me, um, you know, whatever, maintainers come in the next day and they see these towels and wondering why they're cold and why they're wet. Does this guy take cold showers all night or something? <laughs> well, it was humid there, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, there so was it, that one rest stop you stopped at. I don't remember which state, but it had like the bust of Abraham Lincoln at the rest stop on oh, the pillar. Oh, this, uh, this is, yeah. Well, it's not a bust. It's actually, it's a statue. Well, with it's a bust. It's not a, right, yes. With a bu- but it's a, it's a humongous. It's, it's the high point of Interstate 80. Oh, okay. It is just on the west side of Cheyenne. Okay. You Remember, you, you, you even told me that it was just a few miles from Cheyenne, but that's okay. the high point of Interstate 80, something like 8,800 feet. Um, and, uh, so it's, uh, it's, yeah, so it's... It's interesting. It's just kind of out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, they need, they need to mark, you know, the Lincoln Highway something, so True. they... True. That was the Lincoln Highway. Yeah, uh, so, okay. Um... A lot of very different experiences. 
Yeah, but I'm never going to do that again. That's that's tiring. So I'll never do that again without you. If you ever mm. want, excuse me, <clears throat> sorry. If you if you ever want to travel travel east and do that kind of eleven state thing, or maybe uh, maybe go up to Maine, which adds what four more or five more states. You see, I'm down. I've I've done to at least thirty states that I know. You've done of. a lot. So I'm down to twenty, and so it's like you know. We should hit them. You should hit them. So it's like. Um, you know, it's like the, uh, you know, let's see what, New Mexico. I don't know if right. I've been to New Mexico. Uh, Montana, the Dakotas. Right. You know, uh, you North, said Idaho. North Carolina, I've not oh, been right. yet. Have you been to South Carolina? Yeah, I've been okay. to, I spent a week in South Carolina for uh, Medicaid. You've been to Florida. Yeah. You've been to Georgia. Yes, I think. been to Georgia. Uh, yep. But anyway, yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we don't want to list all 30 states, but. You know, of course, Hawaii. I want to get to mm, right. Just because we've it's a been tourist, to Alaska. Just because it's a tourist thing, right? Um, okay, all right. Moving on. So anyway, uh, for those that are thinking about doing a cross-country trip like that and want to reach out and ask for any kind of tips or things like that, my first tip is don't do it alone. Get somebody that's supposed to driving, because <laughs> that is a lot, a lot of driving, and it's 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 kind of weird. Well, fifty five hundred miles is is a lot is a long, long day. Well, on the flip side, though, if you want to do it solo and you want to stop and rest for a couple of days in between each driving day, you know, yeah. if you have more time, which you could have done. You could have Ugh. made it a month-long trip, honestly, because Ugh. you are yeah. retired and yeah. you have that flexibility. So I think people could do that if they rest up in between driving days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's probably more detail than anybody wanted to hear, but it's it's just something that just sort of stuck in our brain pan that we wanted to talk about. We'll get back to our regular program next week of writing, because we do need to get back to writing. <laughs> well, and coincidentally, um, I was just telling you last night, I follow an author on uh, Instagram who just did something actually more impressive than what you were doing. Uh, they took an Airstream trailer around the country to promote a book and uh, ended up doing 13,000 miles over Jesus the course God. of... But, like but there was more months. than one person, though. There were two people, and they were stopping to do book tours, and they were staying <laughs> Excuse me. in hotels and things. So, um, you know, just to throw back a little bit of the writing tangent in there, mm -hmm. if any writers out there, maybe that's something to think about. You can, uh, you know, you don't even have to have an Airstream trailer. They called it the book stream, which I thought yeah. was very cute. But, you know, I remember some authors used to sell books out of the trunk of their car. So, um, you know, we can kind of, throw a little bit of writing back in there. And I'm sure you got some um, reference material for future oh, yeah. writing works. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think the first one I got to do, and I keep coming back to that, is the scale of things. Because mm -hmm. I don't think that... Uh, I, I don't... I th it may be an unnecessary plot point to mention how big things are in, in, in America. But really, I, it's... You know, we, we probably kind of inert or kind of numb to the fact that how big America really is especially since we do have the airline industry that gets us to from like Chicago to Reno, which we've done Yes, uh, in six hours, mm -hmm. you know, five or six hours. We flew from Montreal to San Francisco just recently. And how yes. That was a seven. Or, was it that long? It was just a month ago. Yeah. No, I'm trying to think of the, the amount of time. It felt shorter, it, but that was because we'd just flown overseas. Yeah. So. And it must have been, if it was more than seven hours, I'd be shocked. No, it was, I think, feel like it was less. It was less. And that's, you know, that's. That's you know, Montreal to San Francisco is, is, you know, easily, you know, two, if not 3,000 miles. So it's mm -hmm. easy to forget 
that this is a big honking country and it's very, you know, things change from state line to state line. There are some universal things like orange cones oh, <laughs> yeah. for construction, you know. But how each state approaches construction is, is very interesting. Like one state, it's like, hey, construction right over there. And where it says one state, construction in five miles, right. to, you know, to get you ready. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting mindsets, but it's, um, but uh, there are universal things too, like a breakfast burrito or sausage burrito and, and one McDonald's is taste exactly the same as a sausage burrito in the next McDonald's. So there's, it's interesting. It's an interesting country. It's a fascinating country. Yep. And I do recommend that, uh, that folks that uh, are used to, you know, living in their, you know, in their little Community. corner of the world, you know, corner of the world, get out and, you know, do, some, ser- do some serious exploring and see what's out there. Especially okay. if you're East Coast versus West Coast, that's oh, yeah. where some of the, if you want to have a character experience the country, going from East to West, things open up quite a bit or someone coming over from Europe, because I had experience with relatives coming from Ireland to the Western United States, and they were flabbergasted by oh, yeah. the expanse. So it is possible to mention that in an organic way in a story based on your character. Yeah, because I can imagine, you know, traveling from Ireland to New York is probably, what, eight hours? Right. Know, probably eight hours. And then from New York to San Francisco is probably another eight hours. At least, yeah. Yeah, so it's... it's 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 kind of you, you gotta sort of gotta put your hands on it so if for folks that are thinking about something like that if you want some ideas or you just want some uh, feedback perhaps or some ideas on how to include that, that in your book you know it's, it's something that I thought about constantly on the trip on how to do things like that and I don't want to over I don't want to over explain it in any book I can because it's it's a, probably it may be an unnecessary uh, you know unnecessary plot point, but it's still it's it's interesting how big and how yes. different and how the same how different and how the same mm-hmm. the, the country is right. The people are the same no matter where you go, but yeah. the the environments that they they. they the environments they live in can be very different, but they could also be the very same too. Because, True. So it's, it's 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 you know we have a common tongue, which is you know it's not something that a lot of countries can say. True. We do have an eclectic range of tongues, of course, because of uh, because of you know our Spanish folks to the right. south and uh, Hispanic folks to the south and things like that. But uh, you know our dominant we have a dominant language of English right. from coast to coast, and not, not a lot of countries can actually say that. It's true. Okay. Um, all right. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. Lots of blah, blah, blah. Um, well, we are making up for two weeks. We're making up for two weeks. Uh, is there anything else we want to chat about? I guess we need to really start settling back into the writing frame now. Yes. We had a couple of very big experiences over May, so not a lot of writing happened, but now it's yeah. time to get back to things and yep. uh, things have kind of quieted down on the home front with the water in our basement, which we've mentioned that uh, with the warmer weather, things have dried out quite Yay, a bit. Finally. The pumps are still going, both of them, but uh, the floor is dry, which is yeah. nice. So we'll be getting back into a routine of getting some of those things addressed. Yeah, we should actually, uh, you know, think about working on our home, but we should also get back into working on our writing because yes. We've had good excuses not to write, you know, between the uh, extra days in May that we uh, spent in France and then the, the big trip 
uh, to the east and back. Uh, you had all this quality, you know, alone time where you could have been writing, you know, because when, with me not around distracting. And Except that I still was dealing with the day job and coming home and, you know, yeah. it's very hard to settle down, especially when I didn't have my uh, comfort person here. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. So over... Um, so what do we got coming up here? Uh, well, Cece has a trip coming up herself where she's going to Vegas, which we will talk about in future po- podcasts. And as for me, I'm not traveling for a while. I'm, <laughs> I'm done with this travel thing. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm done You've with this. You've traveled thousands of miles in the last month, like maybe tens of thousands of miles in the last well, month. Not, well, well, yeah, well, you talk about trip, flying to yeah, France. Yeah, the trip to France. The tri- we, I did that. Was That was 5,500 miles one way. So yeah. between the two, yeah, probably. Tens of thousands of miles. Probably th- tens of thousands of miles. So that's nothing to be uh, uh, proud of, believe me. I am so tired. I am and still so, tired. Uh, that was actually four countries and 11 states. Yeah, four countries, 11 states. and In a month. In a month. I'm so tired. <laughs> okay, I think we've, I, note, we've, we've bored you folks enough. We've bored you folks no, enough. No, on that note, it's time for you to go get some sleep. Yes. <laughs> Did we do the laundry yet? No, we have to do that. Okay, guess we need to go up and do chores. Um, we'll talk. We'll get back into the writing thing uh, this week. I'm declaring at CC. We're going to get yes, back into we the glaring. Okay. Not tomorrow, because tomorrow is our big day, but yeah. on Tuesday. Yeah, we will get back into the writing thing. Um. And then uh, we'll have more things to talk about next week, and we might even have a subject next week. We might even pick one in advance instead of sitting down and opening up the microphone and saying, what are we going to talk about today? Well, we had a subject today. Yeah, I we mean, we kind of had to have a subject today. Yeah, you know, obviously we don't want this to end, because if, we, if this ends, then we have, we to, have go to go do, do chores. chores. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. don't want to do chores, but we have to go be grown-ups, and we have to have to do it. Um but seriously, is there anything else we want to talk about? Or? No, I think we're on the same page right now. Yeah, prolonging <laughs> the podcast so we don't do chores. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you think that we have adventures, you should t- hear our very dear friends, Cece and uh, Kappa and Dan, yes. who've spent a month in Europe, and we're waiting for them to come I out. I feel I like it's, it's been more than a more month. More than a month, but uh, they had some serious adventures. And so Kappa and Dan, if you're listening to this, hi there. Yes, if you're finally catching up after all this time. Get some rest. Yeah, get some rest. And uh, I guess that's really all. I guess we got to stop putting putting off chores and get to work. So sitting across from you, sitting across from me, is the fabulous CC. And across from me is the ever awesome JT. And we wish you all a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll get back to the Writers Podcast next week. Y'all take care of yourselves and stay out of trouble, okay? Bye-bye now.